0: All right, we're back with another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin or on the Dynasty After Dark Facebook page. And I am back with week three of the ERI Dynasty League. So, Let's get ready and let's get with it. So last week uh, was not the best of weeks uh, for predictions for me. You know, I thought I was going to be the clear favorite going into that matchup. It was going to be a bounce back week for me and I got absolutely blown out in the matchup. So we're going to kick it off with the recap of last week's scores. But yeah, last week was just an unfortunate week for me. Keelan ended up whooping me uh, 159 and a half to 123. I mean, Tyler Lockett, Tom Brady, Terry McLaurin, those guys just went off. It was crazy. Uh, Keelan, like I said, he can pull magic out of his hat, and he did it last week. So, hopefully, knock on wood, this week will definitely be a bounce back week because I'm against Ken, who is tanking, I mean, rebuilding, and uh, it should be a little bit of an easier matchup, but. You never know, I have been uh, pretty unlucky the last couple years. I think the last three years I've started 0-4 and then made playoffs in two of the three years, so there's a hope, but yeah, good game Keelan, you whooped me last week. Then Jim ended up losing to Rick, Rick is now 1-1, one one. he ended up losing pretty close to Rick, 139-127, uh, to Or was this matchup, you know, why can't I get the easy guys, but yeah, just gotta take what you can get I guess. But Rick had a pretty good performance. Uh, nobody really stood out, but the Tampa Bay defense really came in, came through for him, and uh, won him the week. This is why I advocate every year, guys, that we should get rid of defenses and kickers. That way Rick can't win games just on a whim anymore. You know, the guy that stacks like eight eight defenses on his team, you know, one of them's going to hit every now and then. So we should just uh, eliminate that handicap from the league. But if you guys want to keep the defenses, that's fine. It's fine. All right, and then we got Braden versus James. James is now two and oh, he whoops down Braden in this matchup. It was 151 to 113. I mean, it it helps pretty good when you have Aaron Jones come out here and uh, just put up a four touchdown week. So can't complain too much on that one. But Patrick Mahomes, Deontay Johnson, both those guys really coming through for James. Uh, The bounce back for his running backs was a big week for him. It's kind of unfortunate for Braden, his top performers. He had Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler, and then his next guy was his kicker, Matt Prater, at 12 points. That means you just had a bad week. Uh, There's going to be better days ahead for Braden, I'm sure. I'm sure when he phases me in a couple weeks, he's probably going to whoop me. But uh, (laughs) Travis Kelsey and Austin Eckler, great, great plays. But yeah, just needs a little bit of help from the rest of the guys on his roster. All right, then we got Dan versus Ken, and this is why I'm hoping I got a bounce back against Ken. Ken only put up 93, Dan put up 125, still would have lost to Dan, even uh, I was the third lowest scorer on the week, that's crazy, and yeah, my team just did not perform, I'm hoping my guys kind of pick it up this week, come on, chop chop, I invested a lot in you guys, I'm paying you guys a lot of money, so let's go, uh, but Dan is now 2-0, he is uh, not the top Top uh, point scorer in the league. He's not leading the league anymore. The uh, leader is actually Ryan, who won his matchup as well. So can't complain too much about that. Ryan is now two and zero as well. Uh, the two favorites are two and zero. Knock on wood. The uh, third favorite, which is me, is zero and two. You know, it's uh, rocky days to start, but we're uh, we're going to peak at the right time, right at playoffs this year. I, I can feel it coming. Where the peak is any day now. So that was last week. Um, yeah, the beatdown that Ryan put on on Eric was just not pretty. 192 to 129, a 70-point blowout almost, which is just crazy, 62 points. Uh, Derek. It really helps when you have Derek Henry and Kyler Murray, but you can't complain too much, I guess, when you uh, get lucky with your draft picks there, Ryan. You know, no, no big deal, no big deal. Got a little lucky. So this week on the waivers, you know, not much. This is why I love this league. It's a 10-man dynasty league. So the rosters are pretty small for a, for a dynasty league. So there's usually a few guys on the waiver every single week that you can probably take a stab at. And nobody right around now actually cares about waivers this time of year. So I was able to get quite a few guys that I really wanted. Daniel Jones was on the waivers. I'm going to pick him up. I know it's one quarterback. I really hate rostering four quarterbacks in this league, but I need one of them to start stepping up. Uh, Trey Lance isn't a starter yet, so he doesn't really count, and Daniel Jones has been killing it for the New York Giants, so we'll see if he can get anything. Uh, Dan actually added the Raiders defense. They've been really picking it up the last couple weeks. They look really good, and they're against the uh, Miami Dolphins this week, which, I mean, they just got blown out 35-0. to They don't have Tua for the week. It's a pretty good play, if you ask me, but yeah, that's a pretty sneaky pickup. I thought about it. I actually picked up the Panthers defense, paid a little bit of fab money for that, but I dropped the Chargers defense to pick up the Panthers. Panthers playing tomorrow night against the Houston Texans without Tyrod Taylor. No Deshaun Watson. Uh, Davis Mills is the starting quarterback. He's a rookie, and the Panthers defense has been pretty good so far for fantasy this year. So I'm really hoping that I can get a Rick performance from my defense this week. You know, the benefits of having eight defenses is one of them's going to hit, and I only run two, so hopefully one of the two defenses will hit this week. But you never know. Ended up being a New England homer. I added the Nick Folk New England kicker for uh, for my team, replacing Young Hoku. I mean, Young Hoku might actually be the best kicker in the NFL right now, but the Atlanta Falcons just look like absolute garbage. So, you know, got to go with the guy that's going to give me points, and that is going to be Nick Folk for my team. Rick actually added Quintes Cephas after his blow-up game this last week. I I like it, but it's risky. You know, the Lions, they're, uh, they're a very interesting team. There, it's, it's unclear who's going to be the main target outside of DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Maybe it'll be Quintez Cephas, maybe it'll be Amon Ross St. Brown. It's tough to say right now, but I guess we'll find out. Cephas was someone who kind of flashed a little bit as a rookie, so this was a pretty good signing by Rick, in my opinion. Let go Anthony Ferkser, tight end from Tennessee. Uh, I think those days of hoping that he would be something are pretty much gone, so yeah, not, not a uh, bad drop there then Ken actually added KJ Osborne, and this one is very interesting. Is he going to be something? <sighs> He's looked good through the first two games. He's getting quite a few targets. I think that he could if uh, you guys remember back to when Kirk Cousins was on Washington Redskins at the time. I know it's the Washington football team, but back when he was playing for the Redskins, he was actually able to sustain three wide receivers. It was... um Pierre Garçon, uh, who is it, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Jamison Crowder were the three. So, yeah, I think that Kirk Cousins can definitely feed all three of these guys, and it kind of stinks because uh, I think K.J. Osborne being more involved in the offense has actually led to less targets for Dalvin Cook, which I've been feeling quite a bit through these first two weeks. If Dalvin Cook can kind of start to step it up and get a few more targets in the passing game, I might not be 0-2, uh, but you never know. So hopefully K.J. Osborne kind of takes a step back, but this was a good signing for Ken, uh, who definitely needs some wide receiver help on his team. And then the last waiver transaction was Cordero Patterson for Keelan. He let go Ryan Fitzpatrick. And for someone who needs some running back help, this was a perfect signing for him. He spent quite a bit of money on it. 36 bucks he dropped on this this waiver signing. So Cordero Patterson has looked pretty interesting through the first couple of weeks. He might be the RB1 for Atlanta. Let's just see if Atlanta can actually start to score a few more points and actually be better offensively this this couple of weeks, these upcoming weeks. Um, they got some good matchups coming up, so I guess we'll find out. But yeah, not a bad pickup at all for Keelan. Definitely something that is going to help his team as an RB needy team. So, James, all those uh, practice squad claims that you made last week, you probably should have just went out and side-court Patterson, but who am I to say? All right, so through two weeks, our standings, we now have Ryan, number one overall, followed closely by Dan. There's a 30-point gap in the, in those two, so I uh, could switch any time here in the next couple of weeks, but Ryan pulling out ahead pretty quickly this year. Number three is actually James, followed by... Keelan at number four, and James uh, James and Keelan, they're pretty close together in points, 10-point difference between them, but James is starting to lack behind behind uh, Dan quite a bit by about 20 points, so these top two guys are starting to pull ahead, let's see if anybody can catch them. It's going to be a tough year, guys, but hopefully we can keep up with them. Uh, number five is going to be Eric, one and one. And Rick one and one. There's only two one and one teams in the entire league right now. Four two and zero teams. That's pretty crazy. And there's five of us who are or four of us who are zero and two. So uh, it's not looking great for me. But I am leading the zero and two guys at uh, at number seven. Jim at number eight. Braden at number nine. And Ken in last place. The difference between Ken and Ryan is about. 140 points which is just a landslide through 2 weeks. So we'll uh we'll see how these kind of start to break out and if we can close any of the gaps, but man, I'm really hoping that I can start to put a couple wins on the board here soon. So that said, let's roll into the week 3 matchups and FYI guys, I use whatever you have is your rosters when I record this and I'm going to record every Wednesday. So If you want certain guys to be talked about in this lineup, put them in your roster and I'll talk it over. But uh, this week, I'm going to be playing off against Ken. And the projections have me as a very heavy favorite, but projections are garbage and uh, they don't mean anything. I mean, for for example, the Las Vegas Raiders have been a very good defense through two weeks. They are the 27th ranked defense by projections going into the week, and they're playing off against a two-less Miami Dolphins, so it's not looking great for the Dolphins, and yet the Las Vegas Raiders are not getting any love from the projections. So the fact that I have a 28-point lead against Ken going into the week on projections means nothing to me. So we'll go into the individual matchups. Now At the quarterbacks, I'm going to be starting the freshly picked up Daniel Jones against Atlanta. I think it's a pretty good matchup. Um, I think on paper, it should be pretty good. Atlanta's been very bad, and Daniel Jones has been a very mobile quarterback. Let's just hope that he can keep his turnovers under four this game so that I can actually get some positive points. But so far, Daniel Jones has been a pretty good quarterback in the NFL this year. I know there's been a lot of talk about him being a franchise quarterback, Matt Stafford, though, on the other side for Ken is a pretty good start for him. Uh, It's going to be pretty scary to see what he can do, but he is against Tampa Bay, so maybe the Super Bowl champs can keep him down a little bit. i probably give the edge slightly to Daniel Jones, but Matt Stafford has looked very good through two weeks. I would not be shocked if he puts up a pretty bomb uh, performance similar to Dak Prescott in week one. All right, now, the clear advantage for me would be the running backs. I got Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift, uh, against Miles Gaskin and James Robinson. Gaskin's been pretty disappointing so far, and Las Vegas has been pretty good against the run through two weeks. And, uh, James Robinson, he's just not been utilized as much as people kind of thought he would be. So, my guys, i probably give the edge there pretty heavily to those two guys. Dalvin Cook is coming off the injury, so he might be a little hobbled. That might kind of neutralize him a little bit, but, I think that as long as he's good enough to play, they're going to feed him the ball as much as he can handle. So he should have plenty of opportunity, at least, to put up some fantasy points. Wide receivers, he's got Jalen Rager and Zach Paschal versus my Keenan Allen and Robin Woods. Uh, Robin Woods? Robert Woods. Wow. I don't know who Robin Hood is, uh, but he's going to be robbing some points for me, hopefully, from Cooper Cup this week because I need Robert Woods to finally start stepping up against Tampa Bay. It's kind of a tougher matchup, but I think I have the advantage here. Keenan Allen against Kansas City. Keenan Allen has been very good. Mike Williams has been very good as well. The Chargers are kind of interesting this year. They're playing really close games, so they're against Kansas City. Let's see if they can open it up. Jalen Rager against Dallas. He's going to be needed, so he could definitely blow his projections out of the water. I like Jalen Rager a lot this week. Um, I think that he's kind of a sneaky start as well. And Zach Pascal has been a touchdown machine for Indy so far. Now, the tight end position, I definitely give the advantage here to Ken. He's got Noah Fant versus Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts against uh, the New York Giants. He's been decent for a rookie through two games. Uh, He's not been anything special, but I think the time is coming for Kyle Pitts. Atlanta has not been very good. I think they're still kind of figuring out their offense with new head coach uh, Arthur Smith. So... We'll see what he can kind of do as he starts to get more comfortable with the NFL and as they start to figure this team out a little bit better. But Noah Fant right now is definitely the clear advantage against the New York Jets. Uh, New York, both, both our tight ends are against the two New York teams. I just think the Jets are worse, and Noah Fant is a little bit better than Kyle Pitts is right now. Now, the two flexes, I got Allen Robinson and C.D. Lamb. Allen Robinson's going to be making his first start with Justin Fields at quarterback. Uh, that's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. I am a little nervous about this just because we don't know what to expect from Fields. Fields could just run the ball instead of hyper-targeting Allen Robinson, kind of like what other quarterbacks do. Uh, because he's a rookie, it's just tough to say that he will focus on Allen Robinson and Matt Nagy's kind of a an incompetent head coach at times. And does not like to utilize Allen Robinson the way that he should. Now, C.D. Lamb, on the other hand, against Philly, I do love that quite a bit. Amari Cooper is going to be the primary focus probably for Darius Slay. They've played each other quite a few times. Um, C.D. Lamb should have a nice opportunity this week for a bounce-back game from last week. Uh, Ken has Adam Thielen and Jalen Waddell. Adam Thielen against Seattle. Seattle is a uh, softer defense. They give up quite a few points through the air. So I, I like Adam Thielen to have a little bit of a bounce back week this week. And then uh, the Jalen Waddle against the Vegas Raiders. I'd be a little bit more scared if it wasn't Teddy, uh, or not Teddy, but uh, Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. But if Tua was starting, I, I think that Jalen Waddle would be a nasty start. But it's going to be close. We'll see what Jalen Waddle can do with Brissett. Brissett has had some flashes in the past, so we'll see if Waddle can do anything. The reason I'm a little bit nervous about Waddle is just because of Brissett, and then also Will Fuller is making his debut this week, so it's hard to say whether or not uh, he'll be able to leech any targets away from him this week. So like I said, should be a bounce back, knock on wood. Hopefully I'm not going to start 0-3 this year, but uh, good luck to Ken. He is tanking, I mean mean rebuilding this year, so uh, he's definitely not trying to win. He wants to be as high as he can next year in the draft, but uh, we'll see if he can pull one out on me. I would not be shocked. Stranger things have happened, so uh, we'll see how that one goes, but I'm hopefully the favorite. Now, going into the second matchup for the week, we got Braden, who's 0-2 as well, against Eric, who's 1-1. Eric is the projected favorite, 142-134. to Uh, The quarterbacks here, we got Josh Allen against Washington versus Matt Ryan for Braden against the New York Giants. Matt Ryan against the Giants. Matt Ryan was pretty good last week. We got to give him a little bit of credit. He had a really bad week one. uh, But yeah, the Giants have been a kind of a weak passing defense this year, but they've been very good against the run. Now, Josh Allen against Washington, similar situation. They haven't been the best in the air. So Josh Allen, I don't know if he's going to be able to run as much as he has in years past. That's kind of what's been missing from Josh Allen through the first couple weeks. He hasn't been having those massive rushing games, so uh, we'll see if he can do that this week, but Washington's defensive line is pretty stout, solid, so uh, all, all in all, I think that Matt Ryan is not the favorite in this one. I got to give it to Josh Allen, but it's kind of closer than I think people would give it credit. All right, now for the running backs in this matchup, Eric is starting Josh Jacobs, maybe against uh, against Joe Mixon and then Antonio Gibson versus Austin Eckler. I think for the running backs, both of them, I got to give the advantage to, to Brayden with Mixon and Eckler. Josh Jacobs probably won't play this week, so the nice thing for Eric is he does have Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake and Antonio Gibson versus Mixon and Eckler. Uh, the Raiders are against Miami, who have been a decent run defense, but Damian Harris lit them up in week one. I think that Kenyon Drake could do something similar in that vein this week, and uh, I think that Kenyon Drake's going to get quite a couple, quite a few passes in this game as well. Um, I think that he's kind of a sneaky start, but Joe Mixon against Pitt, (sighs) you know, on second thought, I might give the advantage. To Kenyon Drake in the matchup just because Pitt has been a monster against running backs so far. Their defensive line has just been insane. Uh, there's there's a couple injuries on their defensive line, but as of right now, they're pretty healthy. And I think as the season goes on, you'll see a little bit more give from the Pittsburgh defense. But yeah, I think that for this week, I would give the advantage to Kenyon Drake against Miami. But Antonio Gibson against Buffalo, who's been a very good defense so far against the run, and uh, Austin Eckler versus Kansas City. Austin Eckler is going to have a monster game. I think that him, uh, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams will all have massive weeks this week. So uh, definitely giving the edge to Austin Eckler over Antonio Gibson. Now wide receivers, Eric is starting Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks against Sterling Shepard and Corey Davis. The Jerry Judy injury for Braden has been pretty nasty so far. He's definitely in need of some wide receiver help on his team, but these guys are kind of sneaky. Starts this week, Corey Davis against Denver, Sterling Shepard against Atlanta. Sterling Shepard should eat pretty well. Until Evan Ingram comes back, then I think Sterling Shepard could see a hit in his targets, but... As of right now, he's kind of sneaky good. So Sterling Shepard, I I actually kind of like a little bit more than Brandon Cooks, but I got to give the clear advantage to Amari Cooper over Corey Davis on that side. So it's kind of a wash here at the wide receiver. I think uh, it's pretty close between these. Amari Cooper, he's going to have to have a big game. Uh, He could go quiet like he did last week. But yeah, I think that Amari Cooper is going to be fine. And I think Brandon Cooks might struggle a little bit this week with rookie Davis Mills. Now, tight ends. This is a heavy hitter. It's Travis Kelsey versus Darren Waller, the uh, number one and number four. Darren Waller had 19 targets in week one. Only uh, he, he kind of struggled a little bit last week. I don't know his exact target numbers, but was not. A, it wasn't 19, so it's not what you love to see. But yeah, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. I would not be shocked if Darren Waller finishes the season as the number one overall tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey has been a monster through two games, though, so you cannot complain about that. As of right now, though, I think I give the edge to Travis Kelsey. They're going to need him a little bit more against the Chargers than they'll need Darren Waller against Miami. Um, The flex positions, we got Sammy Watkins and Mike Williams for Eric versus Mark Andrews and Juju Smith-Schuster for Braden. Mark Andrews has been a little bit of a disappointment so far this year. He's not doing too hot through the first two weeks, uh, but the entire Ravens have been a very interesting offense so far. It's kind of been hot and cold simultaneously. Um, it's just really weird to watch on on the offensive side. I mean, Lamar Jackson's been a beast. He's been running it nonstop. But yeah, Mark Andrews, he just needs a good week, and then we'll we'll stop talking about it. But versus Mike Williams, I think that I give the advantage here to Mike Williams. Again, they're against Kansas City. They're going to need him to produce in this game. And I think it's a solid, solid matchup for him to produce. So Mike Williams should be just fine. He's been a very heavily targeted wide receiver as well through two weeks. Um, Sammy Watkins versus Juju Smith-Schuster, though, I give the advantage to Juju. Uh, Juju going against Cincinnati Sammy against Detroit, both bad matchups. But yeah, I think that Juju with Deontay Johnson being out this week, I think he's going to be much more necessary for the team to even get any points versus Sammy Watkins. They don't need him. They have Lamar to be able to just tear everybody up. So I definitely give the advantage there to Juju Smith-Schuster. So yeah, it's going to be a close one between these two. Uh, I think that Eric is probably a little bit favored, but I think it's a little bit closer than they think uh, on projections, on paper. So we'll see who gets the win here. But hopefully Eric can, uh, can or not Eric, I hope Eric loses. You know, just got to, he was number two last year, so I got to root against him. But no, I, I'm, I'm hoping Braden gets his first win this week. So we'll see if he can pull it out or if he gets just absolutely smashed like he did the first couple weeks. Good luck, Braden. I'm pulling for you. All right, third matchup of the week is going to be the 2-0 Keelan Versus the one-and-one Rick Browder. Um, This is going to be an interesting matchup. Again, it's pretty close on the projections. But yeah, it could go either way. I'm a little nervous for Rick here. It looks like he's starting Justin Fields versus Lamar Jackson. Definitely got to give the advantage to Keelan and Lamar Jackson here. Uh, Justin Fields might have a good week. But he is making his first NFL start against Cleveland. Who is a very good defense It's kind of scary, so uh, definitely going with uh, Lamar Jackson against Detroit, who have been a very bad rushing defense, and uh, I don't think it's particularly close, so that's a pretty big advantage right there. Then we got David Montgomery and Najee Harris for Rick versus Mike Davis and Chris Carson. All right, now David uh, Montgomery versus Chris Carson. I give the edge to Keelan and Chris Carson. Um, David Montgomery with Justin Fields in his first start I'm I'm just wanting to see how many carries Justin Fields takes away from David Montgomery he could snipe a lot of them but it's hard to say right now but yeah David Montgomery is someone to watch with this new uh, this new regime now in Chicago there's no going back to Andy Dolan I don't think they ever go back to him so Justin Fields The rookie coming in, we'll see how that kind of looks on offense. I think there's going to be some growing pains, and I think David Montgomery might take a hit from that. But when you have a mobile quarterback, they say that the running back can produce from that. They can kind of get carried by that. We'll see if that's true this week. But Najee versus Mike Davis, the clear advantage goes to Najee there. Uh, He's going to be the bell cow for Pittsburgh. He has not been very good so far as the bell cow, but I think that he's just a rookie. Give him a little bit of time, and he should be all right. Now, wide receivers, I definitely give the advantage here to to Keelan again. Terry McLaurin against Buffalo. Buffalo's uh, secondary has been a little bit softer. Tyler Lockett against Minnesota versus Rick. He is starting Calvin Ridley against the Giants, which is a good matchup. But Tyler Boyd against Pitt. Tyler Boyd's kind of the third, the third or fourth option on this team now between uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon. I think might be ahead of him on the the uh, priority for targets. So uh, yeah, definitely giving the advantage here to both of Keelan's wide receivers. Uh, Tight end, it's going to be Logan Thomas for Rick versus Austin Hooper for Keelan. I think that uh, probably is going to be pretty close on paper at the end of the day. Uh, The Taylor Heineke-led Washington football team was pretty interesting. He targeted Logan Thomas quite a bit last week. Hopefully a few more of those targets go to uh, Antonio Gibson this week and not the tight end, but I guess we'll find out. So I I probably give the slight edge to Logan Thomas, but I think on paper these two are going to finish like really close in points at the end of the week. Now the two flexes are where this gets a little bit interesting. We got Marvin Jones and Devonta Smith for Rick versus Henry Ruggs and A.J. Brown for Keelan. A.J. Brown has been a little bit disappointing so far this year. Uh, did not he had like four drops last week? It was pretty crazy. So hopefully he can kind of bounce back. But Henry Ruggs also kind of flashed last week as well. He had the touchdown, but he's been a little inconsistent this year. So we'll see what Keelan can do there. Whether he can pull another magic trick out of his hat or if it's only against me, um, but. The Marvin Jones for Jacksonville was very good last week. He's gotten a touchdown in both games. I think that he might be very involved, especially if Chenault doesn't play this week. So that's something worth watching. And then Devonta Smith versus Dallas, I do really like that. I probably give the advantage here in the flex department to Rick um, pretty heavily, actually. I think that Rick has the clear advantage there in the flex in this matchup. So. That's a good game to watch. Like I said, Keelan is 2-0. Rick is 1-1. So if uh, Rick does pull the upset in the projections, he will be tied with Keelan. So good luck to him. Uh, I think that he has a solid chance. He just needs his his wide receivers to kind of pick it up this week. So we'll see what he can do. All right, for the fourth matchup, there will be blood in this one. We have the 2-0 Dan led team versus the 2-0 James squad so we'll see who will ultimately fall from their undefeated perch unless they tie which would be hilarious but uh, one of these two teams is going to get a loss so we'll see which one dan is the very very heavy favorite this week it's 162 to 129 that's like almost what a 35 point advantage already in projections this is why projections are garbage but let's jump into why he is so heavily favored. Now, quarterbacks, it's going to be Russell Wilson for Dan versus Patrick Mahomes for James. Uh, Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers, Russell against the Minnesota Vikings. On paper, Patrick is actually the favorite, and I think I actually have to give it to Russ in this matchup. Minnesota has been a terrible defense so far this year. Chargers have been above average, especially in the passing department, so I think that I give the advantage here to Russell Wilson. It's going to be close, though. I would not be shocked if they're like the number two or number three quarterback on the week. So, eh, yeah, I, I think I give the very slight advantage to Russell Wilson in this matchup. Now, running backs, we got Zeke and Christian McCaffrey for Dan versus the running backs of Michael Carter and Aaron Jones for James I do know James has Ronald Jones on his bench, so I think he might be actually benching him kind of like Bruce Arians does in most of the games. So uh, Michael Carter's getting called up to the big boy leagues in this matchup. And he's going head-to-head against Christian McCaffrey, so he's got a pretty tough, uh, tough... He's got big shoes to fill in this matchup, and I don't think he's going to fill them. So I give the advantage definitely to Christian McCaffrey tomorrow night against Houston And then Zeke versus Aaron Jones. I actually give the advantage here to Aaron Jones against San Francisco. They've kind of gotten eaten up on the ground. Uh, Their their defensive line has been very good at causing pressure in the passing game, but the run game they've actually been kind of weak against. So I think Aaron Jones is going to be just fine on that front. And Zeke against Philly. Philly's been a very good defense up front. They've been stuffing the runs quite a bit so far this year. They just played San Francisco last week. Really held down their running back, so I think that Zeke might struggle yet again against Philly, uh, which is not a good sign if you're if you're really hoping for Zeke to bounce back here in one of these games. It might be another Tony Pollard week this week. Now, wide receivers, we got Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs for Dan Diggs against Washington, Hill against the Chargers, versus Chris Godwin and Jamar Chase for for James. Uh, I think I give the advantage here. Tyreek definitely over Godwin. Godwin might be very necessary against the Rams. The question is just who does Jalen Ramsey line up on? Is it going to be Mike Evans or is it going to be Chris Godwin? Uh, whoever he doesn't line up on is going to have a very good week, I think, but it's just hard to say which one it's going to be. So I probably give the advantage against Tyre- or for Tyreek Hill because nobody on Chargers defense can keep up with him like the <laughs> Like Jalen Ramsey can with Chris Godwin. So that is not even close between those two. But I think Jamar Chase versus Pitt and uh, Diggs versus Washington. Uh, Washington has been a weaker secondary. So I think Diggs might have a very good bounce back week this week. And Jamar Chase against Pitt. Pitt has been very poor in their secondary. That is probably their biggest weakness on their off on their defense. And Jamar Chase is still a rookie. He's been pretty good through two weeks. I know all the memes about him dropping all the balls and everything, and he, he quickly adjusted to the actual NFL ball. So got to give him props there. But, yeah, I think that I think that on paper this might be pretty much a wash. So that gives the advantage to Dan via Tyreek Hill and the wide receiver core. But I think it, this one is going to be close between these two. We'll see how they ultimately finish at the end of the week. Now, tight end, we got Cole Komet versus Tyler Higbee. Uh, James really needs a tight end for his team. (laughs) That's one of the biggest weaknesses that he has. He has Evan Ingram coming back in the next couple weeks, but as of right now, he's rolling Cole Komet. Again, it's Justin Fields' first game. As a starter, hard to say what he's going to do in this matchup. So maybe hyper-targets Cole Komet, but I just wouldn't be banking on it. So the, the advantage definitely has to go to Tyler Higbee against Tampa Bay. So... Rolling right into the flex for these two teams. We got T. Higgins and Deontay Johnson. Maybe Deontay Johnson. I, I I don't think that he's gonna end up playing this week, so it's tough to say who James is gonna start in his in his replacement. Um, just looking at his team real quick, it might. My guess is it'll probably be Robbie Anderson or Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown has been very good, so I'm guessing it'll probably be him. Um, but T Higgins versus Pitt again, same thing for Jamar chase applies for T Higgins. It does feel kind of weird rolling out both of these guys every single week. If, uh, one of them has a bad week, the other one might be just fine, but it's, it's tough to bank on both of them having a good week. I know it's happened so far. They've both gotten touchdowns in both games, but eventually I think that's going to stop. And one of these two is going to, is going to basically cannibalize the other one. But for now, I don't hate it, um, especially in this matchup. And again, Hollywood Brown has been very, very good so far this year. We've seen a real resurgence from him this season. Um, Now, Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor for Dan, though, not a very, very tough comparison. I think uh, Cooper Cup definitely over both of these guys. Jonathan Taylor... I probably put him third in this flex rankings. Probably goes Cooper Cup, Hollywood Brown, Jonathan Taylor, then T. Higgins. So I guess by default that gives Dan the advantage in the flex. But we'll see if uh, James can pull out a miracle here against Goliath and uh, and pull out the upset. We'll see. I'm rooting for you, James. I'm rooting for you. Let's go. Bring him down. Dethrone Dan. Everybody, every week, I'm just rooting for everyone against Dan and Ryan. That's all I want is one of those two to not make the playoffs. Just make it happen, guys. All right, now the last matchup for the week is going to be Ryan versus Jim. Ryan is 2-0. Jim is 0-2. Uh, Ryan has been on a pretty good hot streak the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray has been the number... He's got the number one overall uh, quarterback in Kyler Murray, the number one overall running back in Derrick Henry. I know Derrick Henry struggled in week one, but when you put up 40 points... As a running back in week two, it really, really helps rank in there. Um, but jumping into it, we got Justin Herbert versus Kansas City and Kyler Murray versus Jacksonville. Definite advantage for Ryan and Kyler Murray. It's just not even close to me. I mean, Kyler Murray, he's healthy. He's he's against a bad defense. It's just I know Justin Herbert needs to throw to keep up with Kansas City. I just don't know if he's going to be able to dethrone Kyler Murray against Jacksonville this week. So my money's on Kyler in that one. Now, running backs. This is where it's been the biggest letdown for Jim so far. So we'll see if they can kind of bounce back this week. Uh, He's got Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara, two guys on paper who are like top five dynasty running backs versus Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, the two guys who in a PPR league are not supposed to be number one and number four overall. Yet they are that good at just being monsters of rushing the ball that they're just carrying teams so far. So I think uh, Alvin Kamara against New England, that's a tough one. Jameis Winston against New England is going to be the entire decider in that matchup. If he struggles, Kamara is going to struggle. If he has a week one performance, then Kamara will be just fine. So it's tough to say what he's ultimately going to do. Saquon Barkley against Atlanta. This should be the bounce back game for Saquon Barkley. He's been terrible so far, except for a few flash plays. I think that they might finally release Saquon Barkley in this game. Now the question is, can either of these guys compete with Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb? Derrick Henry's against Indy, who have like almost no chance of stopping him. He's at home. I think that this might be a little bit of a bloodbath, Tennessee over Indy. And then Nick Chubb against Chicago. Again, Chicago's defense has been a bit of a struggle, and they are at home again. So I probably give the advantage to both of the running backs for Ryan in this matchup. Now wide receivers, we got Mike Evans and DK Metcalf for Jim versus Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins for Ryan. Uh, Hopkins against Jacksonville, Adams against San Francisco, and then DK against Minnesota and Mike Evans against the Rams. Now, the same thing I said for Chris Godwin applies for Mike Evans. Whoever gets Jalen Ramsey will not be able to produce. It might be Mike Evans and it might be Chris Godwin. If, if Jalen Ramsey is against Chris Godwin in this game, Mike Evans is going to go off in this game. But it's hard to project that at this point in time. So I don't know. I'd probably give the advantage to Devontae Adams. He's still a beast. Uh, I know they struggled in week one, but he came back pretty good in week two. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and I think that there are plenty to come for Devontae Adams. So give the advantage there to him. DeAndre Hopkins against Jacksonville, though. I think I might give the advantage to uh, DK against Minnesota. Jacksonville, I just don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be necessary in that game. I think that uh, I think Arizona's just gonna get a quick lead on on Jacksonville, and they're just gonna kind of play uh, prevent defense and offense where they're just not trying to take a ton of risk they're not going to be throwing the ball as much as they need to so I think that Hopkins might suffer just from such a positive matchup in this game where DK Metcalf against Minnesota their defense has been so bad it should be a pretty much blowout for him I think this could be one of the weeks where DK Metcalf has like three touchdowns it would not shock me whatsoever now tight ends though this is where it gets a little bit interesting TJ Hawkinson for Jim versus George Kittle for Ryan. George Kittle has been a little bit of a struggle bust so far. Um, he's not the primary target for San Francisco anymore. Debo Samuel has kind of taken that that mantle from George Kittle, but we could definitely see a bounce back in this week. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is kind of an evil genius. He likes to change his game plan week to week, so this could be the Kittle week. I would not be shocked by that one bit. But TJ Hawkinson against Baltimore. I mean, the the Detroit Lions, they just play so much catch-up in all of their games, and Jared Goff just loves to dump it off short to DeAndre Swift, to TJ Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson is going to be the advantage here. Um, I know that Ryan also has Gronkowski for Tampa Bay, which I might play a little bit over George Kittle if I was him, but I think I still give the advantage to D.J. Hawkinson in that case, but I think Gronk might close it a little bit more. Now, the flex in this game, it's kind of interesting. We got Tyson Williams and Chase Claypool for Jim versus D.J. Moore and Debo Samuel. I know Ryan also has uh, Cortland Sutton in the back if he doesn't want to start one of these two receivers. D.J. Moore has looked very good with Sam Darnold. Debo Samuel has been a monster so far he's kind of showing his potential so far when he's healthy, what he can do. But Chase Claypool is someone who's very interesting because he's gotten a ton of deep targets so far in the last couple weeks and he's just not catching all of them. So if he can kind of connect on a couple of those deep passes, he could have a monster week like an Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, just 40 point massive game in this matchup. And, uh, with Deontay Johnson out, I think Chase Claypool could see a little bit of an uptick in target, So I probably give the advantage for Claypool over DJ Moore, but I give the clear advantage for Debo Samuel over Tyson Williams. Now I don't think I mentioned it, but Ryan is favored in this 160 to 148. Um, I think that based on these rosters, Ryan is probably the favorite. The number one, number one uh, quarterback, number one running back, and Nick Chubb as the number four running back is just a massive advantage, and then you got Devontae Adams just kind of waiting to go off this year. Uh, It's a pretty hard four guys to overcome on any weekly basis, because all four of those guys could put up 40 points any single week. So probably give the advantage to Ryan, but again, like I said with Dan, I'm rooting for anyone to play against him, to beat him. So come on, Jim, I'm pulling for you. I know it's your last year in the league, so let's go out on a hot streak. If you want to trade me Saquon Barkley and I'll get you maybe somebody else, you know, that can that can actually perform in this matchup, just let me know. My my office is always open. So just come and talk to me about a trade and, and I'll I'll hook you up. But uh yeah, I think uh it's some some good matchups this week. We'll see how week three kind of shakes out. I know I'm 0-2, but I'm not freaking out until I'm at least 0-4, you know, or 1-4. At that point, I might throw in the towel for the season and uh, have no draft picks for next year. So I'll be in uh, great shape at that point. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it ultimately goes. This is, uh, yeah, this is getting fun. It's going to start really starting shaking out who the better teams are in the Dynasty League here in the next couple weeks, especially after I think week four is when the first bye week starts. So yeah, we're going to see who the real good uh, managers are here in the next couple of weeks. But as we wait for those, thank you guys so much for listening and good night.